Yeah. Is Chloe here? Because Chloe's from New, Ze- New Zealand. <laughs> Have we had any other New Zealanders? Oh, we do. We you say you're very welcome. Sorry, I can't. I can't do a very good news about that. Well, we have done grace last night. We did identity this morning, and now we are on to community. And this is the theme verse for the for the for the weekend. That two verse twenty two. In Him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling place in which God lives by His Spirit. In this section in Ephesians, Paul has just articulated one of the most clear places in the whole of the New Testament, the tr- what the Trinity is, how the Trinity works together. In, in verse 17 and 18, he said, He came and preached peace to you who are far away, and peace to those who are near. For through Him, Jesus, we both have access to the Father by the one Spirit. Three people, one God in community. And this is how God is before he creates the world, isn't he? He's in community. He is sufficient in community. Everything starts in community. What this says is that God is relational, first of all. And it says that relationship is an end in itself. It doesn't have to be another purpose. Relationship is the purpose. And this is what God invites his people to when he invites them to himself, into this relationship. To know him in community with him in the Godhead. It's an it's a, a enormous thought. And ultimately this is what grace is about. Grace is the gift of God himself to us in the person of his spirit so that we become part of his community. Wow. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's huge. And so this is why we can say, all I need is God. Because when we say, all I need is God, we're saying we're becoming part of His community. We're in a relationship and we're sufficient. And that's why we sing this, all I need is God in, in lyrics. And it's true, isn't it? God is our provider. He's everything that we need. Without Him, we don't have air in our lungs. We don't have food to eat. But it isn't entirely true. Because if you think back when God created us you know he created the world and he said this is really good what I've made it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good and what's the first thing that God says is not good man to be alone it's not sin it's for man to be alone so he creates Eve for relationship for community loneliness is a massive problem in our society And I think even in our own lives. We can feel alone even when we're part of community, can't we? I think that um, Robin Williams articulates this profoundly when he says, I used to think that the worst thing in life was to end up alone. It's not. The worst thing in life is to end up with people who make you feel alone. And this is actually one of Paul's main points in writing the whole of the book of Ephesians to these people in Ephesus. He's saying that your identity isn't found in the people that you're listening to the people around you. Your identity is found in God. But the only way to live out your identity is in community. You can't live it out on your own because it's communal identity. 
And so this verse in 2.22, Paul says, In him, in Jesus, you also are being built together in relationship, in community, into a dwelling place for God by his Spirit. In the whole of the book of Ephesians, Paul in chapters 1 to 3, kind of split in two parts. In chapters 1 to 3, Paul articulates this grace that's been poured out. How we're formed into community by this gift that God gives us. It's by grace. That's what we read in verse 17 and 18. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him we have access to the Father by one spirit. We're invited into this community by grace that results in peace. And then in chapters 4 to 6, that's 1 to 3, and 4 to 6, Paul talks about how to take responsibility for ourselves in community. It's just, how, how does this, this gift that God's given us work out in our lives? And he goes through a whole bunch of scenarios in ways that we can live this out. He goes, oh, let me just give you a few. He says, you can be humble and gentle, be patient, bear with each other, stay unified, speak in love, guard against sexual obsession of the world, don't lie, don't use anger to fuel revenge, stop stealing and start working, speak in ways that help and not harm others, listen to God. Forgive people quickly. Follow God's example of how to live well. Use words to express thanks rather than gossip or backbiting. Don't waste your time on useless work. Don't drink too much. That cheapens your life and means you miss out on reality. He's got this whole list of things. This is what it means for you to take responsibility in the community. And there's one word that I think sums this up, and that is, it, that is responsibility. And what I think that Paul is saying here is saying that, and this is, if you want to write one thing down, Mature people take responsibility for themselves in relationship. Yeah, that's good. Mature people take responsibility for themselves in relationship. They don't take responsibility for the other people. They take responsibility for themselves in relationships. And if we don't take responsibility for ourselves in our relationships, that's where we can be part of community that feel alone. (coughs) And so I just want to, in the next few minutes, give you like a few examples of, you know, how do you take responsibility? Where can you take responsibility for your relationships? I remember when I kind of made that journey from being a teenager into adulthood and being, going, what, what is this all about? Transitioning from school where everything was done for me to, okay, I'm an adult now, I'm supposed to do stuff for myself. And, and I realised at that time that my parents were amazing people and they had loved me incredibly but actually they didn't really know what they were doing (laughs) not that they didn't do it well but this is the first time they've done it and they're just trying to work out how to love me best and my dad didn't grow up with a dad and he was an amazing dad to me but he didn't know how to be a dad to me in ways that maybe I thought that he could be and so I made a decision at that point that my relationship with, with my dad, I thought, is something that I wanted to be really important to me in my life. And so rather than waiting for my dad to do what he didn't know to do, I was like, I need to take the initiative here. I need to take responsibility for myself in relationship. Yes. And so I pursued a relationship with him. And I, you know, for me, that was catching up for coffee. So I'd call him up and say, Dad, can we go and hang out? And he wouldn't have done that unless I'd done it. He loves doing that. And today, my relationship with my dad is one of the closest relationships in my life. What is your relationship like with your parents? 
do you expect them to take the initiative to do things for you that you think they should do? Or are you taking the initiative, are you taking the responsibility to be in a relationship and to build <coughs> relationship with them? Taking responsibility for our relationships with our friends. The more that you walk through life and you realise that relationship is at the centre and you take responsibility, the more you realise that it's actually really messy. Yeah. Community, even though we're built for it, is just difficult. Yeah. It's just really hard. And that's why Paul's talking about it, because he knows that. And taking responsibility with friends, it can be so easy to, to, to go, I'm always the person that has to follow it up. I'm always the person that has to call. What are they going to call me? Yeah. Why don't they, don't they know what I'm going through? No, maybe they don't. <laughs> and maybe you need to go, I'm going to be the friend to them that I'm expecting them to be to me. And it's so easy for us to go back into who we once were and become a victim. That's not your identity anymore. So don't be a victim in the relationship. If you can see something that needs to happen, take the lead. And the difficult thing is, even when you take the lead, things don't turn out well. I've had relationships with some of my closest friends that just haven't worked out over the years. And I don't think it's because I sat back passive, it's because I did my best to express myself in them. And so it's not like everything turns out well, but it's that the way that you live a mature life is to take responsibility. And I think the final thing, if you think parents and you think friends, then yourself. What does it mean for you to take responsibility for yourself in the world? And the question is I have, have is how are you allowing yourself to be built up, to be grown, to be developed? Who do you have that speaks into your life? And you might, you know, as a youth, um, someone in a youth group, you have a youth leader there that kind of looks after you and kind of follows you up. And when we leave school and are young adult, we're like, there must be some one older that is going to pursue me still, isn't there? No, there's not. You're an adult now. And so take responsibility. Who do you want to learn from? Who do you want to shape your life? If you see someone, you think, I want, I want to learn from that person. That's your responsibility to go to them and say, can we have a coffee? Can we hang out? I mean, I, I, I've got a number of mentors that I've had through the years. And one of them that I can think of, I, I heard him speak, present something for 15 minutes once. And after that I was like, I like that guy. Yeah. I really like the way that guy thinks. And so I said to him, can I catch up for a coffee? And we met up and we had a connection. And I said, look, can we keep doing this? And he was like, look, I've got a lot of people that I, that I mentor, that I look after, that I catch up with, and so let's just see how it goes. And we had a connection that continued for a season. I haven't caught up with him for a number of years. But there was a season there where he was the person that needed to speak into my life. Find those people. Allow them to speak into your life. Allow them to shape you. Otherwise, you'll be shaped by whoever else is around you. Take responsibility. <coughs> That's all I want to say in this session. The mature people take responsibility for themselves in relationship. And so we've got 20 minutes. And we're going to be back at quarter past.
12. And I've got just two questions up here that you might want to have a <coughs> to think you think through. Who are you being shaped by? You're either being shaped by people unintentionally or you will be intentionally shaped by if you take responsibility. Who are those people? Who do you want them to be? And is there a relationship in your life where you become a victim? Do you need to go, no, I'm not a victim here. I'm not going to be passive. I'm going to take responsibility for myself. And and let me just be clear, you are not taking responsibility for them. That's their responsibility. You take responsibility for your actions in a relationship. And is there someone there? If you wanted to go through a passage, then that one that we read out would be um, Ephesians 2, um, from 11 through to 22.